Welcome to the weekly podcast for City Chapel at Slaughter Creek, the world's okayest church, right here in Austin. Get to know us better at citychapelchurch.com. We're so glad that you joined us today and hope you enjoy the message. Today, uh, I have a message for you guys that God's going to kind of put heavy in my heart. And I hope it's okay that I share that with you guys. Um, and it, uh, I've got a title for it. I don't usually put a title to it, but it's called At the Right Time and Place. Everybody say that. At the, At the right time and place. Man, you guys are great. So uh, if we can go ahead and put our scripture on the screen. Uh, we're going to be in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 3, verse 1 through 10. This is in the NIV version. Now, before we uh, read our passage today, I, wa- I want to kind of go back and kind of review what happened before that. I know you guys know this story, but I just want to make sure we're on the same page and make sure these guys are paying attention. I don't know why I'm out of breath. I'm not playing, but I'm out of breath. Maybe I'm just out of shape. <laughs> Whew. All right, so before this happened, we, had a, we have a guy by the name of Elkanah. I hope I said that right. And uh, Elkanah had two wives, right? Uh, Penana, Penana, and Hannah. Uh, now, Penana had kids with Elkanah, but Hannah did not. And Penana would tease Hannah all the time because she, she didn't have any kids. And Hannah really wanted to have kids, but she can't. So one day she was praying to God, and she asked God for a son. Very specific. She didn't say, I want a child. Could be a boy or girl. But she was very specific. I want a son. And then on top of that, uh, she told God that if you bless me with a son, I'm going to give him back to you to serve you. And he's not going to cut his hair ever. And he's going to do that for the rest of his life. So guess what, kids? God listened to Hannah's prayer, and she was pregnant. And she gave birth to a boy, and he, she named him Samuel. Everybody say Samuel. Samuel. Okay. Now, Hannah kept Samuel for a while till he was old enough to go to uh, the tabernacle. He would have been about three years old. And so Hannah kept her promise to God and dedicated uh, Samuel to uh, the Lord to serve under Eli, the high priest. And so Samuel was living and training with Eli from that point up to this story that we're at. Okay, so let's go, let's go ahead and uh, look, look at it. So 1 Samuel chapter 3, 1 through 10. Uh, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak, that he could barely see was lying down in his usual, usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. 
a third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. Now, I want, I want to stop there for a second. And I want to ask the kids a question just to see if they're paying attention. So up to this point, kids, how many times did God call Samuel? Three times, very good. And what did Samuel do every time? Ran to Eli. Ran to Eli. Okay. I don't know if you guys struggle with this at your house, but at the Joneses' house, we struggle with this. You know, I could be calling my kids from downstairs and they're upstairs because they like to hang up upstairs. And I could call one of my kids. Let's just say Christian. I say, I'll say, Christian. And I can hear him say, yes. But you, you, you don't hear him come down. I'll call him again, Christian. Yes, dad. Come down here. You know, if there's anything that you guys can learn from this right now is that when your parents call you, go down and see what they need, okay? Maybe I'm just talking to my kids, but I'm helping you, you uh, your parents right now. All right, so let's go back to the story. <laughs> so Eli told Samuel, go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling us at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. Amen. Okay. So many years ago, when the church first started, one of the things that I first noticed about kids ministry is we had a good mix of kids, kids that knew Christ, very small amount of kids that knew Christ. And then we had kids, a lot of kids that didn't know Christ. And you could tell those kids that didn't know Christ because they come into to, to kid service and they just want to sit down. They have their hands on their butt like this. And we could be up here dancing and they're kind of looking and they're like, I don't want to dance. I don't want to sing. And then when we're up there teaching, they're not listening. They're playing around. They're distracted. And they'll come up to me and they'll pull my shirt. Mr. Eddie, Mr. Eddie, can we play a game now? No, no, we're still doing the lesson. Go sit down, you know. So early on, Priscilla and I prayed that God would change that, that God would speak to this kid so that they can hear from the Lord. We asked that um, he would help me and Priscilla and our, our, our team to do that so that these kids can grow up learning about God and how, they lo uh, how God loves them and to be saved, right? Well, that was three years ago, and I can tell you right now, all of that has changed, okay? You got some amazing kids, and I want to brag about your kids today. Yeah, yeah. Now, we have kids now that they get so excited about singing and dancing. You know, you saw them doing that here. And earlier today, when we were waiting in there, man, kids were worshiping. I don't know if you guys heard that, right, guys? Jonathan was there. So kids are praying. They're listening, they're learning about God, they're worshiping, uh, they're doing all these great things. Kids, kids are praying for other kids. The other day, Miss Priscilla was sick last Sunday, and so I had the kids come up and pray over her, right, just for healing. And we get a call from, from Ashley, they're not here today, but she told me that um, Wyatt had been praying for Miss Priscilla. And I thought that's so great that these kids could, could see the power of prayer. And they're doing that. And it's so great to see that. You know, they're getting baptized in church. 
uh, they're serving. All, a lot of these kids are serving. You know, they're living the example that God gave us. You know, I came not to be served, but to serve. You know, we got, where's Jerry? Jerry over there, youngest keep kids fed worker. Look at that. We got Scout. Scout does our movements for our scripture. She did that for us last month. Okay. Got kids that are serving in, in kids ministry. Kids that are tearing down. You know. What an example they are to us. Not only that. These kids are giving their life to Christ. And it's so, so awesome. And you know what? It's nothing that I did or Miss Priscilla did or any of our volunteers. You know, don't get me wrong. We got some great people in kids ministry. But it's not us. It's God. And I, I make a point of that because in our story, I found it interesting. I think it's the second um, uh, verse or, or screen if we can go back to that. Uh, let's go back one more. Yeah. So it said... The Lamb of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was laying. Go to the next one. Down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. I thought that's, that's really interesting. It's already saying house of the Lord, right? So we can all assume that God dwells in that place. But they have to mention that the ark of God was there. We all know the ark of God holds God's spirit, right? We, we can all say this is the house of the Lord, but if the spirit's not there, it's just a house. But that's not what's happening here. The Spirit of God is in this building here. It's in kids. And he's doing all of that to change the lives of these children. And we've been really blessed to see the changes in your kids. And we get so excited about that. I tell you guys this because there is no better time than for these kids to learn about God. Okay, Research says that these kids were developed their passion, their love, their belief for Christ, for God, before the age of 13. Samuel, from the time he was dropped off to about 11 here, when he heard from the Lord, was serving, was already in church all day, every day. Okay? And so, he fell in that part a good part of the research where he knew God before the age of 13. Research also says that if they don't develop that 13 and over, they're going to struggle. Uh, you know, Hannah took Samuel back. She prayed for Samuel, and but instead of keeping that blessing, she gave it back. And because of that, Samuel heard from the Lord and a great calling was put in his life. Samuel anointed the first two kings of Israel, King Saul and King David. Uh, he became the high priest when Eli died. Uh, what else? He was the first prophet and he was the last judge. And people really knew that he heard from the Lord. None of that could have happened if Hannah decided, I'm just gonna keep my blessing at home, right? So we want to encourage you guys. I say that because these kids need to be in church every Sunday. I know that's a lot to say, a lot to ask, but it's so, so important. Okay? Someone famous told me this the other day. You guys might know him, Pastor Harry, I think. <laughs> we were talking about this. He wanted to know what I was going to preach about. 
And he said, we need to put our kids in a place where they can hear God. I'm going to say that again. We need to put our kids in a place where they can hear God. I'm going to tell you, it's in this place. Okay? It's evident in your kids. Okay? When I was saved, I was 40 years old. I'm not going to tell you how old I am now, but years ago, you know, uh, when Priscilla and I got married and we were raising our own kids, church was not a part of our life. We would never say, hey, let's go to church tomorrow on Sunday. Ah, uh, maybe I'm tired. I'm just going to stay home. But because somebody invited us to church, my, my wife's cousin Veronica kept inviting, hey, you got to come to church. It's so great. I'm like, babe, she keeps asking. Maybe just tell her, yes, we'll go, and she can stop bothering us, right? Man, but thank God that we went because, man, that forever changed our life. Yeah. One of the things that happened is our kids connected. They didn't like to go to church. Not going to say what church we went to, but they didn't like going to church. But the first week that we went to church, they were so excited. Man, it's so much fun at kids' church. We don't come back. We're learning about Jesus. You know, we're doing all these great things. And because that was happening, Priscilla and I decided, you know what? We're going to make church a priority. And because we did that, our lives were changed, okay? And just like the calling that uh, Samuel got that morning, Priscilla and I got a calling. And we're here now. We're teaching your kids, okay? So many great things, yeah. So many great things happened at church for my family. Now, it was a church that Christian heard from the Lord that he should get baptized. I laugh because it's really funny, and I'll tell you what happened. They just came back from camp, and Priscilla and I are teaching at the other building, and he's in the main service, and God told him, Christian, get baptized. So at the end of that service, he told someone, hey, I want to get baptized. So we didn't know. We're over here at the other building teaching, and one of the leaders come up to us and say, hey, did you know your son's getting baptized? I'm like, no. So we ran over there. And sure enough, he was already in the water. They haven't dunked him yet. But he was sitting there, and thank God we, we caught that, you know, the prayer, and they dunked him. And, and I asked him, why didn't you call us? And he said, because it was something that God told me. I didn't need your permission. He was being obedient, like Samuel, right? You know, my kids gave their life to Christ in a church, in a camp, but in a church. So many, so many great things. So I, I encourage you guys, bring your kids to church. Um, anyway, I'm just so thankful. Uh, I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to come up here and just uh, speak to you guys about that. God really uh, had placed that heavy in my heart. Uh, I get really emotional when I see kids leave the church and it's not because they want to leave. You know, these kids, I told Pastor Harry, if they could drive to church, they're going to come over. Look at Scout. She's saying yes. Look at Trey. But they can't, right? They're too short. <laughs> now, I'm not telling you guys to drive, okay? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we just want to 
encourage you guys to come to church. I know it's not, not easy. There are challenges. It wasn't easy for me and Priscilla to make that a priority for our life. But if um, we go back to the story of Samuel, uh, Eli was struggling. His house was not in order. And he was given the task to train this young man, Samuel. You know, Eli, that night, that early morning, he was going to get fired by God. He was going to be terminated, him and his son. Because his son's been, been sinning against the Lord. And God said, you know what? I don't want that in my house. And, and Eli knew that. And then on top of that, Eli was going blind. Talk about a struggle. But you know what? He still realized that he needed to put Samuel in a place in the position where he can hear from God. And that's what we're asking you guys today. If I can ask Pastor Harry to come up here. Um, I'd like to pray with you guys. Is that okay? If we spend a moment to pray. And Pastor Harry will, will continue. Can we just bow our heads? Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you, Lord, the, for the opportunity to come here and share your word. Uh, Lord, about the importance of coming to church. Uh, we say, Lord God, that we need to place these kids in a position, in a place where they can hear God, Lord. And by doing, a, doing that, Lord God, we're also setting ourselves up as an adult, as a parent, to hear from you, God. So right now we pray that that happens, Lord God, that you continue to bless kids' ministry, that you continue to bless everyone here, Lord God, to hear your word. And I pray that you just uh, help us, Lord, through our struggles, uh, and to remember, Lord, to put you first. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Amen awesome yeah um pete i'm not gonna hold this as close as as eddie's you might need to turn it up a little bit uh but i don't know maybe noah could come up i'd like for us to sing that song that noah led us in here at the end um i just think it'd be good for us to respond um to this amazing story in first samuel uh, if we could go back to that scripture um first samuel at the very beginning first samuel chapter three verse one um and i don't no, she might need a musician or two. Um, so you, you got, I'll let you guys figure that one out. Um, but uh, the, the, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under uh, Eli. And um, that's, so, that's so crucial. He's under Eli. And um, in this story, really, and in, and in Samuel's life, Eli was like, very much like his father. His mom and dad dropped him off to the church to be raised uh, there. And... Um, Eli is the one who's presiding over Samuel, but as we get reading, we see that Eli is weak. His eyes were becoming weak, and he could barely see. It's interesting, in those days, the word of the, the, word of the Lord was rare um, because there were not many visions. And the next passage talks about Eli, how his eyes were weak. They could have used any way of describing his, his age, but specifically, he's going blind. He's losing his ability to see. And he's supposed to be the guy ministering before the Lord. Now, it's going to be tricky when you got to cut lambs and sprinkle them over the altar. And you got to do all of this stuff if you can't see. And God doesn't curse Eli for that. God doesn't uh, condemn Eli for that. But this is just where he is. And uh, he was lying down. Eli was lying down in his usual place which was not in the presence of the Lord. 
right? So it's like it's like you have these different places. You have Eli in his usual place, which is over there in the in some some comfortable spot. And then you have Samuel. Eli tells Samuel to go back to his place. His usual place was in front of the ark in the presence of God. So Eli, there's a lot of failings for Eli. Eli gets a bad rap uh, even in this story because, well, he's not doing everything he's supposed to be doing. His own biological kids were not doing what they were supposed to be doing. Eli gets a bad rap, but one thing Eli did is he, he knew he had to raise Samuel, but he himself wasn't in a good place. So he made sure to put Samuel in a good place. And uh, I shared about this a couple weeks ago on Facebook, just about my own family. When I grew up, my parents got saved like six months before I was born. Um, they didn't know Genesis from Revelation, you know. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't know Jack about God, about the Bible, about living for God. Now they were fairly moral people, um, but they were good old moral pagans who didn't know anything about living by faith, didn't know anything about, I mean, like they literally, in, in terms of this story, they were very much like Eli. They were, they were pretty blind. They didn't have it within them. They didn't know how to personally get to the presence of God. They didn't know how to, we couldn't have sat around our living room and, 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 and received the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They couldn't have taught us how to pray in tongues or, or open up the word of God. And, and everything that I know, everything that I have experienced has come from church. Because my parents, even though they didn't have it all together and they didn't know everything, they were committed to getting closer to God, making sure I was closer to God than they were when they were growing up. Because their family, it was, stories I hear of them, man, it was wow. Uh, so my upbringing was so much better than my parents' upbringing, but the primary reason is not because my parents were so smart and they figured everything out. It's because they made sure to bring us into the presence of God. They, they made sure that we had several moments in the presence of God. Several, I mean, for, for us, man, it was, it used to be Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, you know what I'm saying? Um, and they made a commitment early on that every time the church doors were open, they were gonna be there. And that's just the commitment they made because you never know. You can sleep in front of, in front of, the, in front of the ark for 11 years and suddenly one day, God speaks to you. You, know, you don't know which day. Like I got saved in church. I was six years old. Uh, we were watching a, a gospel bill, also known as Willie George video. Um, and it wasn't the, the special Harry will get saved today day at church. It was just regular church and God spoke to Harry. Like that's how it works. It's like God doesn't tell you ahead of time. Okay, so so now this is this is this is your day. He doesn't do that. You you're, you're faithful, and you just keep putting your kid in front of that ark, and putting your family in front of that ark, and bringing your family to that ark, and getting in in the presence of God. You may not know everything. You may not you may not even be sleeping in the right place in your own life. 
Like you might not be making all the right decisions in your own life, but if you're able and willing to bring what you have into the presence of God and put it before him every single time the doors are open, every single opportunity, every prayer meeting, the Flemings were there. Not because we were super spiritual, because we were super hungry. Like Eli wasn't super spiritual. He just knew that the only chance Samuel had was to be in the presence of God. And he said, that's your place. You camp out. You camp out there. And so that's what happened. It was a year later. I was seven years old. We were in a Sunday night prayer meeting and I was uh, huddled up. I, I used to be super shy and I hid behind this little teepee sign that was in the sanctuary. And I was praying huddled up over there and I was dreaming about Super Mario Brothers because I just got Nintendo and, and I wanted to be home playing Nintendo. And so I, I fell asleep back behind this little over by the speaker system I just fell asleep dreaming about Super Mario and then God showed up to me in a in a dream like in a vision and uh just just spoke to me and said that he he wanted to live at peace with me and I woke up bawling you know my eyes out and I went and told my mom and and she said wow that's amazing so I went and told my pastor I don't think he really believed me um you know because I was just seven I was just a kid you know and I was like well okay well and but it's like it wasn't a special prayer meeting. It was just a regular prayer meeting that we were always at. It's just one of those times Samuel wakes up. One of those moments God speaks to him. The word of God is rare. There are not many visions. Not many people are seeing the way that God sees things. But we, we have to, as a church, create a space. If we don't serve as anything else, let us be a, a place where, as Jacob said, this is the, the gateway of heaven. There's a, a, a ladder here that, that, that kids and adults can come into the presence of God, connect with him. And that one connection can shift everything, can change everything. And uh, not to put too much emphasis on an experience, but it really can shift. And so I just like for us just as families to pray. If you guys, kids, if you guys would go to your parents, wherever your parents are sitting, how about you go sit with your parents? Hopefully your parents are here. Uh, babe, you're already with mom. Good, good, good job. Go, go ahead. Go find your folks. Find your mom, dad. There's Mia over there. I would just like for those of us that have kids um, to pray with our kids, pray over our kids. I remember another prayer meeting. My mom grabbed me by one, grabbed me with one arm and grabbed my brother with another arm and just began praying over us uh, that we would be used of God, that we would be um, in ministry. And here I am. Yeah, if you have grown up kids, go ahead and go pray for them. Let's, let's just pray for them right now. Maybe you don't, maybe you don't have a uh, Maybe your your baby's over there somewhere. Pray for your pray for your baby. Maybe maybe your 25-year-old baby is in another state or something or maybe your grandbabies or some maybe they're not even here but you can bring them to the Lord in prayer right here. I know we're praying for some lost sons and daughters who aren't in any church right now. Why don't we just pray for them right now? Why don't we lift them, bring them into the presence of God through our prayers? 
Go ahead. Yeah, put your arms around your kids. Let's, let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer for them. Father, we thank you for the gift that is our children. We thank you for the, the gift of them and that you've entrusted them to us. And Lord, we just pray over our kids. We speak blessings over our kids. We speak uh, health over our kids. Lord, safety and protection. We ask for you to guard, uh, put your angels around them and guard them and not only protect them, but provide for them. God, may they know their calling at an early age. May you speak to them like you did Samuel, even at age 11. May you speak, may, may you give them spiritual dreams in the night. May you, may you speak to them in their prayer times and in family prayer, Lord, as we gather as a family to, to open up your word or to pray throughout the week. I pray that you would minister to these kids. I pray that you would raise them up, put your gifts inside of them, bring out the gifts you've already put inside of them. Let them come to fruition. Let, let not one word that you have planned over these kids fall to the ground. Lord, we speak uh, blessing over them. They're always going to be connected to you. They're never going to have to run away from you. I remember my mom used to pray that we would never, <laughs> we would never touch a cigarette and we would never taste alcohol. For some kids, it's too late for that. But hey, for some, it's not. So Lord, we just ask that they would never fall prey to the addictions that we have been caught up in, that the rest of the society is caught up in that they would never, uh, a giant of addiction would never rise up in their life, that whatever that may be, that there would never be anything that would take the place of God in their life, that they would serve you and follow you all the days of their life, that they would bring others into the kingdom. We thank you for the advancement that we've seen where they've grown in their faith and they've got closer to you. But Lord, we need to have more kids in here that don't know who Abraham is. The sign of a church that's reaching the lost is children that don't know anything about the Bible. We need more of those kids. We need more kids that are ignorant, more kids that are <laughs> distracted and just want to play games. God, we ask for those kids. We ask that our kids would bring those kids in, that our kids would invite their friends, would bring their neighbors, would, would bring them into the presence of God so that more Joneses' families could be changed and shaped and shifted for the kingdom of God. The next Billy Graham's probably not even in a pew yet. He's he's lost. He's stuck on it, addicted to video games. Lord, may your may your kids bring bring them into the kingdom. Now, kids, how about you pray for your parents because they need a lot of help. Just raise your just put your hand on on your parents' shoulders or something. Just speak blessings over your parents. Lord, we pray for these parents and grandparents and. Lord, we ask for your grace and your wisdom to be poured out on them, God. Bring vision to them. May they not stay like Eli. May their vision come back. May the, the anointing come back. May the word of God be ever present in their ear, leading them, speaking to them, guiding them, convicting them, directing them, Lord. Help them to be faithful to you in these, these last days in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, I was just wondering if we could sing together, just worship together about your presence is all I need.